Hello and welcome to this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup of all the best events happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday the 17th of August and this week I've got the granddad of all folk festivals. Michael will tell us about Modern Art Oxford's new exhibition, but first, Jen's got a family-friendly roundup. We do have the best events this week. <laughs> all right. So, uh, we're starting with fairies. Away with the fairies is an exhibition and flower fairy hunt. Uh, and it's organised by Bunkers Hill Plant Nursery. Now, this isn't a nursery, I know, but it looks really sort of small and sweet and, <laughs> and kind of intimate. And it's not one of those huge garden centres, uh, but they do have homemade cake, which I think is a Good. huge recommendation. Yes. <laughs> uh, and this event is going on until the 31st of August. So it's from now. Um, and yeah, so while they're open, uh, 9.30 to 6 every day, uh, they have a, a whole exhibition in the garden of tiny weeny miniature world gardens such as might be inhabited by fairies Uh um and i was sort of looking at this and and obviously sometimes fairies can be really twee and a bit girly but actually these are really decent little worlds they've made (laughs) um yeah tiny worlds in miniature it's a really good way to get children into gardening i think because it's it's like the the idea of sink gardens with quite hardy plants which is a good (laughs) thing um but also all sorts of props as well um little houses little hammocks (laughs) i think hand crocheted a really tiny really fairy hammock Um, (laughs) there's some excellent gardens on their facebook page if you want to have a look at the sort of thing um but they've got really inventive use of materials as well so kind of broken plant pots become a whole sort of miniature world with a seaside and a seashore and steps down to a beach and all sorts of things um yeah homemade cake homemade tea um looks great really um and they are in kidlington hmm. uh, bunkers hill near kidlington ox5 3ba and details are on our website oh. uh, the fairy garden exhibition is free and the flower fairy hunt is 50p tomorrow this is a one-day event a dung beetle detectives road show <laughs> <laughs> um this is a free event in white and woods Uh, to learn about British dung beetles. This is organised by the Dung Beetle UK Mapping Project, which of course shortens to DUMP, (laughs) 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 and is sort of hosted also by the Oxford University Museum of Natural History. So I guess this ties in with the beautiful photographs of beetles that they've got there at the moment, so they're having a really sort of entomological summer. Um, Yeah, DUMP is set up by a small team of people who are passionate about UK dung beetle ecology, and so far, they've been giving their time voluntarily to this project. Um, I hope they get some funding at some point. Um, and uh, yeah, they want everyone to map where there are dung beetles in the UK, to know more about dung beetles and how they're good for the environment. Um, so they're going to be leading a hunt around Whiteham Woods with microscopes, and um, there's going to be bug handling and games and all sorts going on. There are two walks at 11am and 2pm, um, and the general sort of day of crafts and things is 10.30 to 3. Um, Dung beetles, of course, really useful because they break down dung that's lying in fields. And so the more dung beetles there are, the quicker it breaks down. And that also means that flies have less time to breed. So it's really ah. good for but the animals and also anyone who wants to walk around in, in, in woods and so on. Um, if there are more dung beetles, so we should encourage them all. Mm. Um, and of course, they're related to scarabs as well. So the yeah. ancient Egyptians sort of thought they were the means of propulsion of the sun across the sky. So oh, yeah. they got famous, yeah. famous history. And yeah, so if you thought dung beetles were not your thing, then... Um, <laughs> They have royal antecedents. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you miss the Detectives Roadshow tomorrow, it's back at the Earth Trust on the 2nd of October. Mm. And also, it's touring around all over the place. So today they're in Cambridge, and last week they were in Bath, and you know, they're all over the place. So cool. um, check them out. 
cool. And one more event. Uh, this gets from from dung to even worse things. Slime. <laughs> it's, it's super slime workshop. Uh, this is on Monday, the twenty second of August, and this is for children. It's a sort of chemistry experiments, really. I think. Um, get to make some slime experiment with a recipe see if you can make it even stickier and stretchier and more disgusting and then you get to take it home at the end of the day (laughs) I bet the parents are delighted (laughs) will it even get home I don't know I can imagine a trail of slime just following following kids so super so if you follow the trail of slime back again you'll find it's in the old museum at the Oxford Town Hall Um, which is where the whole thing's going to start off Uh, there are four sessions 11am 12pm 1pm and 2pm it's for ages 5 to 12 and it's four pounds a child and lucky accompanying adults get in free so find a child (laughs) take it to the museum on monday um yeah can't wait (laughs) i imagine the dung beetles and the fairies are friends i hope so (laughs) sound very helpful it's funny i never imagined that dung beetles are in the uk it's like lizards in Mm. the uk i never think that they're actually there well, there's quite a lot of different sorts. They're not as exciting to look at as the scarabs because, of course, the scarabs are that shiny sort of iridescent green colour, which is mm. one of the reasons, I suppose, why they're so venerated. Um, dung beetles in the UK tend to be a bit plainer, but they do have the most amazing sort of purpley metallic undersides. So Ooh. if you actually find one and you pick it up, you can see it's beautiful sort of petrol colours. <laughs> Lovely. Dung beetles, we salute you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, to continue our theme of roundups, I've got the weekend roundup. Uh, first up is the Cowley Road Carnival Photography Exhibition, which is showing at the Old Fire Station from this Friday until Saturday, the 24th of September. So, the Cowley Road Works Charity, uh, producer of the carnival, has commissioned photographers, with the help of Oxfordshire Art Weeks and Arts at the Old Fire Station, to capture the colour and diversity of our city's big celebration, which happened on the 10th of July. So basically, they're encouraging you to go along, have a look at the photos, see if you can spot anyone that you know, (laughs) Um, and relive the carnival. Um, It's free, so just pop along while you're in town. Uh, Oh, and go to their amazing gift shop. There's so many... I've never dared go. (laughs) Oh, it's just... I want to buy everything in there. (laughs) Next up, I've chosen uh, the Elder Stubbs Festival, um, which is being held at the Elder Stubbs allotment on Saturday from 12pm until 6pm. This is a festival which is run by Restore, the mental health charity that supports people and encourages them to take control of their recovery from mental illness, develop skills and lead meaningful lives. So this recovery group organises the festival every year and this is their 25th year, which is fantastic. (laughs) Um, If you want to learn more about Restore, I really recommend looking at their website and checking out their video. It's just, it's really mm. uplifting. Um, headlining the main stage this year is Emily Maguire, who is a singer-songwriter and also an advocate for mental health. There some bands performing are Raw Sounds and Music in Mind, who have used music as part of their mental health recovery, which is great. Um, there's the Deaf Choir, Handy Voices, and they're performing and teaching guests how to sign along to to popular songs. Oh, cool. So that's quite useful. <laughs> Lovely name. Yeah. Uh, of course, Horns of Plenty will be playing. Um, there'll be lots of hands-on workshops, including bath bomb making. That's just great. Oh, I think I know who's doing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's encouraging. <laughs> um, bird feeder building, uh, cooking demonstrations, uh, dancing, yoga, mindfulness, and tai chi. 
There's lots of delicious food, naturally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and loads of craft stores and swing boats. What's that? Oh, that's that fairground swing ride, boat. I think, where um, you have two people sitting in opposite ends of this kind of wooden boat thing and oh. swings backwards and forwards. Oh, amazing. Who knows? Pony rides, treasure hunts, parachute games. Oh, there we go. Love parachute games. <laughs> <laughs> Tightrope walking uh, and crafts and children's entertainer. So this festival... You hardly need a children's entertainer after that lot. I don't... The children you... aren't entertained by the parachute games. <laughs> and of course with baby siding, they're, they're probably better at siding along with the um, deaf choir than, than uh, anyone yeah. else, I think. Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. All the movements um, yeah, so I think you should definitely head along. It starts at 12 and um, they recommend donating £5 for entry. Finally, for all you American football fans, you should be very proud of your local team, Oxford Saints, as they finished top of their league and they are in the Division 2 South playoff quarter-final. For those of you who don't know, the Oxford Saints have been unbeaten, so they've played 10 games and won 10 games. It's just just mad. Which might be the only Oxfordshire sports team I think to have <laughs> Yes, they are doing particularly well. We seem to rule. <laughs> Um, if they win this, uh, the semi-final will be at Tilsey Park, which is where this game is. And if they get through to the final, it will be at a neutral venue, which is in Leeds. So it's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> the Switzerland of the North. <laughs> yes. I wonder how far they have to go. <laughs> um, so this Sunday they're playing the Cornish Sharks at Tilsey Park. Um, it starts at 2.30pm and... According to our DI expert, it will either be free or two pound fifty. They see, they tend to sort of make up their minds on the day, so might as well Ooh. head along. Apparently, it's really friendly, and although they're an enormous stadium, uh, because there are so many players in the team, you almost guarantee to sit next to the family of one of the players. <laughs> very friendly, <laughs> great fun, and they'll probably tell you all about what's going on even if you're not sure. That would be very helpful. <laughs> Informative. Saints, we salute you. <laughs> this week, I'm just saluting everything that's, that I'm really that's doing well. It's very American of you. Salute, <laughs> <laughs> salute the Saints as they go marching in or, out, or wherever they march. Is that what they sing at matches? I do hope so. Oh, please. They need oh. to. <laughs> Something a little bit different now. Uh, this year, to celebrate its half-centenary, Modern Art Oxford has been running its uh, Kaleidoscope series of exhibitions which Kaleidoscope like kind of rotate and change and merge into each other. Um, and the new exhibition into which we're transitioning uh, is called It's Me to the World, um, some of which is already there to be seen and uh, a lot of which is opening this Saturday the 20th. So the exhibition title is it's taken from a text by Richard Long, who's uh, exhibiting there at the moment. Um, about the relationship between an individual's bodily presence and the natural landscape. So like walking is um, a way of measuring the world, that kind of thing. Um, So his work, uh, Walking a Labyrinth, which is more than 40 years old now, has been recreated in in the upper gallery. It's already accessible for viewers to explore. Uh, So it brings the outdoors indoors um, and used earth to make a maze, like a flat maze for viewers and participants to explore. And toward the vaulted ceiling of this upper gallery is a new drawing by Mohammed Kasim Ashfaq, whose work is inspired by Islamic and modernist art 
equally. Um, so there's lots of geometric shapes and like quite imposing details from Kandinsky or something. Um, and then very thick, thick charcoal is a perfect circle staring you down as you walk around the maze. It's like thick blackness and reflectiveness, of course, made me being a Bowie acolyte think of Black Star and the, oh. and the whole Black Star insignia and maybe similar graphic influences, who knows. Also already exhibiting is Hannah Rickards, who, um, who exhibited at Modern Art Oxford in 2014. Uh, his work deals with perception, language and stuff. That is what's already opened, but um, from the Saturday in the Middle Gallery and the Piper Gallery, newly exhibited works by Yuko Ono, Marina Abramovich, Otto Bong Nkanga and Dorothy Cross, who were speaking about a few months ago. Also, a couple of interesting things at Modern Art Oxford, which aren't part of Kaleidoscope as such. Uh, their platform series, which features young artists who are um, either still students or postgraduates. Um, and this weekend, an artist based at the University of Reading, Nakiel Katnot, is performing a work called The Few Stains of Colour. Uh, so Catnot, British artist of Caribbean descent, is kind of posing the question of where you draw the line between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation. Interesting. Um, where these things are. So it's sort of using the he's using the yam, which is like staple food in, in Caribbean diets and stuff, as, as a kind of in joke about its ubiquity and stuff. Anyway, um, so yeah, repeat performances are happening this Saturday at 12, 2 and 4. Um, also a fun bit of uh, history of the gallery showing from now until uh, the beginning of October is a display of some archive material which harks back to a notorious exhibition held at the gallery in 1971, Papa at MoMA. So when it was a Museum of Modern Art, when it still had the museum nomenclature before they thought that was too exclusive. It was an exhibition which opened and closed in a single evening, uh, not unplannedly, and uh, to Oxford undergrads had uh, coined a term part art to, to describe this new like socially engaged interactive way of artists working, you know, the, the viewer being a participant and, oh, and right. contributing to, to what the art is um, as well. And they were like they were trying to break down the museum age barriers, as they as they said, between the observer and the art. But ambitious though this was, um, two of the artists withdrew their works in protest, as what they thought was a mistreatment of their art by very rowdy members of the public. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this was it was an exhibition which definitely contributed to the to the way the the, the gallery's gone in encouraging engagement, but. It was it was a, definitely a little bit of a controversy at the time, so you can <laughs> you can uh, read archive material and, and see things that went on then. That's a kaleidoscopic whiz through the goings on at Modern Art Oxford, beginning from now. <laughs> Go. Now, if you've got any plans for the August bank holiday weekend, I suggest you scrap them and <laughs> head over to Towsy Festival, which is happening from the Thursday until the Monday. So this festival was originally started to fund toilets for the Towsy Village Hall. And <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic in itself. Toilet Festival. That's so um, but the festival has grown in popularity and size and uh, this year marks the 52nd 
uh, year that it's been running and it's the second year that it's actually been held in Tame Showground. Um, the organisers pride themselves on creating a community atmosphere with activities suitable for all the family and everyone I know who goes um, almost religiously every year has mm. a fantastic time and it's one of the highlights of the summer. Um, this year is bigger and better with huge names and folk performing and lots of other roots music happening. I spoke to Joe, the festival director and grandson of the founder of the festival about the genres of music played. So you mentioned music already. It, is it primarily a folk festival? Uh, yeah, it is, although it's never actually had the word folk in its title because um, it, it really wasn't set up along those lines. It was set up just to be a great festival of music. Um, folk, has, yes, has been at its heart and at its core all the way through, although now it's, it's kind of more of a, a music festival with roots, we call it. Um, so any music that has really sort of authentic roots, so we have blues, a bit of jazz, world music, um, folk, country, anything like that. But yes, principally it's folk music. So who's headlining this year? Uh, so this year we're, we're really excited to have some of the, the big names in, in folk music. We've got um, uh, Billy Bragg and Kate Rusby on the Friday headlining and on the Saturday we've got uh, the fantastic indie band The Wonder Stuff from back in the day still still uh, banging out the, the fantastic hits uh, along with the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain who are one of the best live acts around if you haven't seen them really you really must mm-hmm. and then on the Sunday we've got um, world famous Midjur who's uh, he who started Live Aid and so on uh, and the Tom Robinson band fronted by Tom Robinson from Six Music uh, Niz Loppy uh, from the JCB song a few oh, years yes. ago you remember yeah. that yeah big big number one at Christmas yeah <laughs> Um, and then and then alongside that, we've got all of the great big names of folk music. So Edward II, Chris Drever from Laos, Nancy Kerr and James Fagan, Tradar, Roy Bailey, Steve Tilston, Lynched, who are kind of this amazing band from Dublin who are really making waves. We're on Jules Holland recently. Uh, Rusty Shackle, uh, Josie N. Clark and Ben Walker. The list goes on and on and on. We have over 200 artists playing on six stages. So Gosh. Uh, a whole lot of music. Yeah. yeah. And then alongside the music... Um, Um, We really pride ourselves on all of the extra activities that happen. Um, So we have lots of workshops where you can learn things um, from musical instruments to singing to dancing to hands-on crafts. Like uh, we have a a green school where you can learn whittling and knot tying and shelter building. Um, And then uh, a lot of other entertainments around the site. We have an area called the Creative Quarter where you can um, have a go at things, play giant games, play on giant musical instruments. Uh, and then lots of street entertainers like you get at festivals, jugglers and clowns and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's a, it's a real family of... Listen to the full interview on the Oxcast Extra to hear about what's new this year. Just a hint, it includes fire walking and balloon rides and lots of ale and cider. Okay. So. And a wine bar, which just sounds great. Wine bar on a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine a balloon sidling up to you as someone offers a drink. <laughs> <laughs> That would be fantastic. Um, And do you hear what Joe is most looking forward to at the festival itself? Now, tickets are still available. Uh, You can get an adult weekend ticket for £136, youth ticket, which is 12 to 17-year-olds, for £99, and a child ticket for £57. But there are also individual day tickets, which are between £30 and £40. And there's also camping available, including hot showers and, Joe assures me, very clean toilets. Helpful. Which is very helpful. Um, it's actually cheaper if you 
live in Tame or Towsey, um, a weekend ticket um, without camping for £95. So no excuse, really. <laughs> I see. Uh, there's more information at TowseyFestival.com. Oh, you can also listen to the uh, Towsey album, which might convince you on the website. Ah, yes. Big up the Andrea India Electric Company. Yes. Very good. A uh, quick roundup of some more gigs happening in Oxford this week. Um, and if you're very quick off the mark in downloading the Oxcast, then uh, let me give you a heads up about something that's happening tonight at the cellar. Uh, there is a bit of a warm up to the Arc Tangent Festival. It's a uh, it's a Bristol based festival incorporating kind of centered around math rock, hardcore and Related genres. <laughs> All the acts present at the cellar will be playing there. So we've got some wonderfully dark and absorbing hardcore from Let's Talk Daggers and Polymath from Brighton and my personal favourite. Um, Quadruped. Quadruped? Je ne sais pas. Pronunciation. Who are French, definitely. And I particularly like for their incorporation of like 8-bit and synth textures. Um, so it kind of broadens the palette of, of, of the genre a little bit. Mm. Um, and it's presented by Idiot King. It should be great. It's uh, from 8pm. Tickets are £9. That's at the cellar tonight. Um, Idiot King are also bringing, I could say, bringing a cagoule to modern art Oxford, which it sounds like they're <laughs> transporting a coat. But no, it's a band. And <laughs> noisy bands come in all shapes and sizes, but the, the very young do noise better than most. Hmm. I can, you know, I can attest to that. You can <laughs> <laughs> not babies, but uh, um, the Nottingham's Cagoule uh, are barely out of their teens, but they reshape grunge into beautifully visceral and melodic new forms. Yeah, they stick out a little bit on the, a very metal label earache, which they're on, uh, but they've. Been in support of the Who and all kinds of things, and they're great. And they look like a band, and listen to them, please. Wow! Now coming to Modern Art Oxford. That's on Friday uh, at eight thirty, and it's apparently free. So have you got an excuse? No, no, you haven't. <laughs> um, it's cagoule time. <laughs> Finalement, some hip hop at the Bullingdon on Saturday um, from Manchester. The Mouse Outfit. Featuring MCs, Dr. Syntax, and Sparks. Um, I I really like the sort of relaxed mid 90s flavour of their crate digging samples, and they're worth a listen. They've popped up twice on um, ABC's Albums of the Year. This is the huge American news company who apparently do that. Um, and somehow love them. I saw it more than. Paul McCartney and other people who they've and the XX who they've just beaten all the time. Um, it's great because they look like kind of friendly IT guys, but are you know <laughs> just this compelling hip hop collective. Um, so they're bigger than um, the Manchester scene, but it's your chance to see the mouse outfit. <laughs> maybe you can dress up as a mouse when you, maybe that's what people do. So do that um, and go there. Um, this is at Bullingdon on Saturday night uh, from 7 and takes her 14.50. Enjoy. It's a good couple of weeks for fiction and crime fiction lovers uh-huh. and writers and readers and all sorts. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we've got an unusual segment in the podcast on literature. Now, um, this weekend is the St Hilda's Crime Conference. 
it's running Friday evening to sun Sunday lunchtime. Um, and this year the topic is the question of genre, what is crime fiction? Um, it's an unusual structure for a crime writing festival. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> In that the participants um, prepare and deliver papers as if it was a sort of very academic conference. Um, and usually there are sessions with two people giving papers and then an equal amount of time for questions. And they're not the usual sort of, oh, what kind of biscuits do you like kind of fan <laughs> questions. They are very much sort of, I really disagree when you do such and such. <laughs> Why did you make your person do, oh, no, I don't think, I don't think that person's making them. <laughs> it's quite robust debate, wow. <laughs> usually, uh, which is fun. Um, and uh, yeah, so this year we've got uh, titles including Pistols at Dawn, How Crime Fiction Waylaid the Historical Novel um, and other such things. Um, there are various people going to be there who you'll have heard of. Uh, so Val McDermott is a regular at this um, conference. She herself, of course, is an alumna of St Hilda's. Um, also, Andrew Taylor, who writes wonderful um, historical uh, crime fiction novels, um, there's one based around... Well, it sort of features the, the disappearance of Edgar Allan Poe, but just mm. in the background, very much, um. of the novel. That's just kind of entire sideline to what's normally going on. Okay. Um, Natasha Cooper chairs it. Uh, she writes um, fiction about a, a lawyer who also does detection. Uh, Martin Edwards is an expert on Golden Age fiction. Um, golden Age fiction, of course, most people... Everyone knows Agatha Christie... Most people, Dorothy L. Sayers, and then you sort of run out of names. He can mm. tell you another 50 people who you should have read, who's <laughs> worth reading, who isn't. He just reels off the. He's amazing. Um, and the guest of honour this year is Lee Child, uh, author of the Jack Reacher novels. We were talking about him earlier in the week. A man sort of part myth, part reality. You never know which of the anecdotes he's telling are quite true. <laughs> it's all how he got his name and how he named his characters and how he does this and the other. It's all a bit larger than life. Um, he's very entertaining to listen to. Um, yeah, so there are two uh, sort of fancy dinners, Friday and Saturday nights. Um, a lot of people stay in Hilda's, um, and I think it started off really as a an alumni um, get-together. Um, so people come back from all over the place. Um, and then Saturday daytime and Sunday morning are all the talks and um, debates and so on. Um, it costs £185, and then there are extra prices for dinners, lunches, or accommodation if you want those. They may still accept your booking even at this late stage. Um, there are details on our website, um, and the lady in charge is Eileen Roberts, who I think is in her 90s now. Um, <laughs> and she was in the development office at Hilda's for a long time, um, and is now, I think, technically retired, but just <laughs> doesn't, doesn't go very far, fortunately. <laughs> Sticks around to organise this kind of thing. Um, yeah, if you don't go this year, definitely go next year. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, and there's a bookstore provided by um, Blackwells this year. Um, yeah, really, really good time. It's it's a very friendly, small scale sort of conference. It happens mostly in the JDP building, which is a really oh, nice place. Um, really well laid out for, for talks. Um, yeah, really interesting. Loads of people go who've written books and you'll see their, their things for sale as well. Really good conversations to get into. And um, if you're a writer of fiction and you'd like some inspiration or help with your... Mm, anything, really. <laughs> life. <laughs> life help. Help Possibly. life. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly help with any aspect of writing. Uh, Megan Kerr, um, who uh, runs workshops under the title The Writer's Greenhouse, um, is has got two of her summer workshops uh, still running. One this Saturday, that's the 20th of August, um, 10 till 4, uh, and that's on Dialogue. Um, it was all sold out, but there are two places now due to a cancellation. Um, 
first come first served so look at her website thewritersgreenhouse.co.uk if you want to book that um workshops are 60 pounds per workshop or there are discounts if you book multiple um and the saturday the 27th of august still just open for booking is plot your story so that's all about helping you get more tension and structure um and obviously there are lots of sort of very set ways to do plotting like the five act structure and so on but if you use those you can end up with quite um predictable storylines because obviously everyone knows the sort of you know the key points where you're going to get the tension and so on so this is about a more organic way of plotting that suits your story better mm. But still getting the tension and the dramatic conflict and so on in there. Um, and the dialogue workshop this Saturday is about natural speech versus uh, sort of constructed speech for books. And is everything from the grammar and the layout and how you actually get the speech on the page right up to what you can do with that and how you extend characterization through your speech, how you move the story forward, how you define the characters through their voices, um, and how you sort of structure it to give snappy dialogue that, that really flows down the page cool yeah, and very lovely oh and if you uh, can't get to either of the summer of writing workshops there are longer courses uh, which start throughout the year so check out <coughs> her website really well worth going on she's really really good for not just getting you writing but getting you writing better and if you're looking for some less taxing family activities perhaps here's some film suggestions in order of certificate for <laughs> maximum user friendliness from universal to not for the children okay <laughs> if you've already seen finding dory three times i saw it once <laughs> <laughs> was that even enough though probably not this is glorious <laughs> then a couple of other you universal suitable for all absolute classic at the phoenix on sunday pinocchio is returning it's sunday at one it cannot be beat a new animation, I'm going to be honest, it's probably not going to win prizes for the animation itself, but story-wise, the Asterix books are kind of timeless, and Asterix, Mansions of the Gods, will keep the kids entertained, but also, for the adults, it's like a who's who of British sitcoms, <laughs> you get to spot who's, is that Catherine Tate, probably? Is, <laughs> is it Jim Broadbent? Yes, it is. And wonderfully, Nick Frost's Obelix, who oh, actually yeah. makes a perfect Obelix, <laughs> and so also, you universal, suitable for all and classic. Casablanca on Sunday at 6 mm. at the Phoenix, which we watched the trailer for in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trailer is somehow hilarious, um, but film an absolute classic. Okay, so a couple of PG tips for the week. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. Um, Swallows and Amazons is opening on Friday at the Phoenix View and Odeon, a new adaptation of Arthur Ransom's novel, which could be lovely. Um, does that have Jim Broadbent in it? I feel it should. It unfortunately doesn't. It does have um, Rafe Spall and Harry Enfield and various people okay. well know in it. Um, but it's a beautiful setting out of the Lake Coniston where it's where it's based. I've been on the island. Guys. I've been on the island. It's a lovely island. Wow. Did you get out there by sailing? Um, I wasn't in charge of the vessel, but yes. Uh, and mm. then didn't... Um, fire arrows at anyone once they got there. Disappointing. <laughs> Slightly, but yeah, enjoy the Lake District from the comfort of Oxford. Um, <laughs> the, that's running the whole week and a special mention at the UPP for Paper Moon um, from the early 70s with Ryan and Tatum O'Neill as father and daughter con artists. Um, it's really nice. It's uh, in 
almost sepia tone, black and white, and set in depression era. Mm. Um, the trailer wonderfully includes a blooper reel of Ryan O'Neill failing to eat a waffle, so enjoy that too. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, a a brace of fifteens um, on Saturday at the Phoenix Remainder, which has been around at the independent cinemas. It's an amnesiac literally rebuilding memories because something, an accident happened to him and he got paid off to hash him up and he can afford to actually rebuild the memory so he can work out exactly what happened. Oh. And it all gets very intriguing and all looks very beautiful because it was directed by a visual artist who's a first-time director. Um, yeah, wonderfully recommended. And having spoken... You can take a breath in a second. Having spoken of sitcom royalty, David Brent, Life on the Road... Uh. <laughs> opens finally on Friday hmm. Ricky Gervais gets to um, offend absolutely everyone and fulfil his dreams of being a rock star basically the inspiring story of what can happen after you work in an office <laughs> <laughs> which is good to know for all of us yes. good to know here we are in the office hmm. thinking about it David Brent we salute you <laughs> and full cinema listings of course are available on our site in the what's on section as have our more details on everything that we've talked about today. Full interview with uh, Joe from Towersy. And don't forget, we are still running our wine festival competition, so make sure to enter to try and win a pair of tickets for the wine festival in September. You can also find Daily Info on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Daily Info Oxford. <laughs>